welcome to the No Reason at All podcast, where Midwestern nerds talk about anything and everything, and questioning, whose idea was this? My name is Nate, and I'm joined by my lone co-host, Willis. Hello. We're here to mourn the loss of our other co-host, Sam, after the date that will live in infamy, the day the green one killed him from the inside out. Let's have a moment of silence. Anyway, <laughs> moving on. Now we can talk about our podcast. <laughs> yes, this is our new podcast. Just us. Sam's not here. No. Basically dead. Essentially. For all intents and purposes. Unless he's making money, in which case, we can bring him back for the sequel. Yeah, that'll be alright. Resurrect him. We can spend a few spell slots. Yeah. I'm sure I can find a diamond worth a hundred gold around here somewhere. Yeah. I just have one of those lying around, don't you know? Where'd you get that? (laughs) (laughs) I gotta know, where are you getting these diamonds? Shh, you don't want those types of answers. You know what it takes to make a diamond, right? If you just create enough pressure. I, 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 I know where you're going. <laughs> I don't want to continue. So I buried it underneath Sam's box. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we buried Sam already. I don't know where we're going with this bit. <laughs> this wasn't. This wasn't Sam planned. is here. Sam is alive, barely. He's holding on by a thread. Say hi, Sam. <laughs> oh, where am I? <laughs> Why do I still taste plastic? <laughs> Quick, drink the other bottle or cancel out the effects. Where are you, King Kong? <laughs> no, no, it's got to be the syrup one. Or the, the maple the maple syrup one. That will cancel out the effects of the radiation, right? He drank the health potion before he drank the poison. <laughs> yeah. He's supposed to do the other way around. I guess that's why they call him burp. <laughs> How are you, Sam, besides dying? Well, you summed it up right there. You don't sound too good, I will say. Honestly, it's been a week. I, uh, uh since... Catching COVID, which that's this one, like this one came out of nowhere. Like, uh, this one was like, like I felt just fine, like Saturday night or Saturday into Sunday, whatever. And then Monday morning, I felt like somebody hit me with a truck. Like, it's, it's been terrible. I'm on day four, I think, of isolation. So, uh, here within the next couple of days, I'll be able to go out and about, per my doctor at least. You're going to go out in public? Well, with a mask on. Why would you want to go out there? There's people out there, you're right. Maybe I should stay inside and say screw everything. It's better inside. The hot sauce was probably getting revenge for its fallen brethren (laughs) off the shelf. (laughs) More than likely, it's like, you killed my father. His name was Frank. to die. (laughs) (laughs) I get it. That brings us right into the topic you want to talk about, wasn't it? This entire intro has been one giant segue, hasn't it? Funnily enough. <laughs> well, anywho. No. 
We've been touching on various concepts from the different things that I am hoping to discuss today, or this evening, whatever time it is for our listeners. How do you both feel about the epic, the fantastical, the wonder of books, film, games, things of other realities that aren't realities at all? Boy, I have one thing to say. Follow you fools. <laughs> <laughs> Go on. I'm intrigued. Today we will be discussing one of my favorite topics in existence ever. The broad topic of fantasy. Now, as you both probably know, fantasy encompasses various different genres and are executed in various different modes. Uh, you have uh, as far as genres go, there's sci-fi, medieval fantasy, high fantasy. If you wanted to discuss the different modes, there's movies, such as one of the most famous franchises in existence, Lord of the Rings. Some of the good stuff. I mean, mm, starting off with starting off with the heavy hitter. On the other side of the spectrum, you have Star Wars, which is probably the other most popular hey. franchise. <laughs> Within its genre, which would be science fiction. And you can narrow those down to different niches. Um, and within those, I mean, we already mentioned Lord of the Rings, uh, which happens to be one of my favorites. Uh, the Tolkien universe is something to behold. Yes, it is. Something that can be pulled from uh, for various different things my own purposes specifically um being Dungeons and Dragons which happens to be my next favorite within the concept of fantasy then you have your others you have i mean Marvel and DC comics that would be i think you can call that science fiction i think it's i think it's considered science fiction i think or it might just be i mean it's become a superhero genre as kind of its own thing nowadays but i think back in the day it was considered science fiction I could be wrong yeah. on that. Especially with the advent of, like, Superman. I think that's where it really took off in the mainstream. Um, I could be mistaken. I'm not caught up on my mainstream media from the early 1900s. I know Batman was first. Batman was first? Batman has been around since at least the 20s. As far as I know. Oh, really? Uh, something like that. that old. I mean, it, it's, it has been quite a while. It was a detective comic. He wasn't a superhero. He was just... Oh, he was just masked a and Yeah, he ran around in tights. We are men in tights. Tight tights. I was going to say, Batman came along in May of 1939. Interesting. Okay, that kind of that makes sense. I kind of remember that from the Lego Batman movie. Because I know they go back through, like, his... that That's where I'm pulling my info from. Like, I know they go back through, like, the different iterations of Batman for, like, a brief second in that movie. I'm sure any DC fans are screaming at me right now for pulling my source from the Lego Batman movie, but, you know. <laughs> I feel like it counts. It's derivative. It does count. Because it, it is to me. one of the... It's one of the Batman multiverses, when you think about it. It really is. It is. It really is. And in every single one of them, I think Alfred is, like, the best person ever. That's true. That is very true. <laughs> Robert Pattinson, Batman, 
with Andy Serkis. Absolutely incredible. But Andy Serkis is just a one-of-a-kind actor. And then with the advent of Marvel in the 60s, that really launched... I would assume it really launched sci-fi within comics because that was kind of based within uh, the more fantastical sense of story writing. I mean, Spider-Man came around, the first issue of Spider-Man. Spider-Man was later, wasn't it? Was, Sp was Spider-Man one of the first ones, or was Spider-Man one of the later ones? I believe he was one of the first ones. Was it one of the first? I couldn't remember where he started with. I know it's always been, like, a thing. Like, Spider-Man has always been, like, the go-to of Marvel. He was Stanley's baby, pretty much. Yeah. But yeah, and then you get even further into science fiction in the late 70s was the birth of Star Wars. Yeah, and before that, you had some Star Trek, too. Well, I think yeah. Star Trek came out you've before Star be a Trekkie Wars, which helped. That. There's nothing wrong with being a Trekkie. I, I will say, there's, been, there's some really cool stuff in Star Trek. They do too much time travel for my taste, but there is some pretty cool stuff in Star Trek. This is fair. Lucas really revolutionized science fiction and just space fantasy definitely became more of a household name right and then beyond that let me check my facts here and let me check my notes ah yes in the late 80s was the advent of my most recent science fiction obsession oh dear it was in the 80s really 1987 Huh. Was the first edition of Warhammer Forty Thousand? Just cut to some 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 track of guys yelling and screaming and things exploding. Your wish is my command. Essentially, <laughs> I've I've enjoyed coining the term testosterone in space. That's that that is that is a good accurate representation. I feel like. And we will probably do several episodes solely dedicated to the lore alone of Warhammer 40k. That is not today. Um, it may come up once or twice. Poor Sam's going to fall asleep those days. Probably. <laughs> go have some more soda. Go back to bed. He might slip back into death. <laughs> this is his multiple episode period where Sam just doesn't appear. It's like, why? Well, he had the soda. And we were talking about Warhammer. So, So I must ask. Willis, I know most of your answers uh, to this question, if not all of your answers. But Sam, we'll start with you. What kind of fantasies have appealed to you or are familiar to you? Sam was kidnapped by chaos and the warp caused his recording to stop for a few minutes. We had to send in the Adeptus Auroritas to go get him out. Space nuns with guns and all that. If you know, you know. So I had to cut this whole bit out otherwise it wouldn't make any sense. Anyway, here are more 40k noises. I guess you could define fantasy as basically an escape from your current reality, which is primarily what I use fantasy for. Hence the name fantasy. I mean, we mentioned in the last episode that Warhammer 40k happens to be my therapy, but that is sad <laughs> but true. <laughs> instead, of, instead of paying for a therapist, you pay for more Warhammer minis. Exactly. 
and I wish I could say it was cheaper. <laughs> it's not. <laughs> it's not. Games Workshop enjoys the dough. I will say, those are some pretty sweet miniatures. The detail on those things is very good. Oh, they're phenomenal. So do you want, do you, you want my answer to this? Or do you want to continue with Sam? Well, do we have 30 minutes or more? Because I know most of your answers. <laughs> I'll be brief. I'll be brief. I'll be brief. He, he says that now, and then all of a sudden, I'm just, you're just going to hear me start storing and just... <laughs> <laughs> so I, I am a fantasy lover. Let me just put that out there. I love fantasy. Um, I love Lord of the Rings, like Nate mentioned. I love Star Wars. Um, and I'm not the comic type of person. Like the superhero stuff is cool to me. I like watching it, but I don't know a lot of the lore behind the superhero stuff, like Marvel and whatnot. It's I enjoy watching it. They're they're cool, but they're not my bread and butter. Um, my bread and butter is specifically medieval fantasy. That is what I thrive on. And lately, it's also been Star Wars. I do a ton of deep Star Wars research specifically into bby into what's happening then in there to coincide with the galactic civil war airsoft series that i participate in to help build the foundation of the quest lines and story and stuff for that so fantasy in general is just my jam i love listening to well listening i love watching like harry potter uh, reading the books i'm a more of a book guy than a movie guy in most instances um most of the time i've read the book first but so like your your sci-fi i'm all in on it star wars is my thing i do enjoy diving into star trek every once in a while it's a different style um the the science side is very interesting too the way they tie in real science to the world where star wars doesn't do anything like that um like i said lord of the rings the medieval fantasy uh basically the grandfather of fantasy as we know it falls full sand into that I've watched all the movies. I've watched uh, all kinds of like the behind the scenes, like the how they made it and stuff. Because I'm also a media guy, really cool. Um, but yeah, I'll, like I said, I'll keep it brief. The answer to fantasy is yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not like like Warhammer, like Nate said, is his thing. I'm a passive Warhammer guy. I liked Warhammer before Nate liked it, but I have not gone near as deep as Nate has. So just being honest on that, um, I do very much like fantasy is just, I could be here all day. So I, I, I will try not to and pass it back to the host of this episode because I've got more. <laughs> I mean, there's always more. And for the listeners at home, you know, if, if you all demand it, and I have the time, and you all pay me some money to spend that time. <laughs> we can do a whole separate podcast on just the concept of fantasy. So, putting that out there. That's actually the idea that I wanted to do first, but we started doing this one, so. Yes, well, this one is more camaraderie. It is. You're right. You're right. This requires being friend, being you know nice and having friends and talking about topics that normal people would like to talk about. We don't classify ourselves as that. I am not normal. <laughs> In the bad ways. <laughs> Some people take not being normal as in cool. I'm the not normal variety in like the weird way. <laughs> I'm not hip or culturally 
appropriate. I am just weird. You're not hip, you're not jive, you're just a little weirdo. Yep. <laughs> I think we can all say that. Oh, thanks. Thanks for helping my self-esteem. Yeah, you're all, yeah, you're a weirdo. Thank you. <laughs> nerd over here. <laughs> <laughs> so that brings up my next question. Why fantasy? Like I mentioned for me, it's an escape from reality. How many, how long do you want this episode? <laughs> well, keep it brief. Um, not to get like into the deep details, but you know, life, work absolutely sucks so why not dive into it now i know for me personally whenever um i get into certain realms of fantasy so right now being 40k but but also for consistently for the last almost five years now has just been headfirst into medieval fantasy and diving into my world that i started 15 years ago holy crap wow oh oh wow that was 15 years ago uh-huh you started writing fallouts 15 years ago uh-huh damn i'm getting old it was the winter of 2009 when i started it because that was when selman came about oh poor selman root man yeah that <laughs> we don't talk about that <laughs> <laughs> that's when one of my protagonists within my world came about and started as the concept of character and then he ascended from there or descended well and then it stopped for a little while because i got distracted with other things i was in middle school and then high school and then i graduated and then we were then we were like hey there's this cool thing called D and <laughs> yes. we were like oh and this involves a creative outlet. So I was like, you know, I have this world that has been passively in the back of my head for like the last 10 years. But now I can actually have a practical application and then people can enjoy it. And so then it became a borderline obsession. Not even borderline. It's just a straight up obsession. Um, it's fair. Facts. Facts. <laughs> well, there we go. Yeah, that's accurate. And here we are today, two full campaigns deep. How is he still alive? I don't know. <laughs> That's kind of how I dive into it. The, the creative aspect of it within the application. Like, I love Lord of the Rings solely for the lore. And then taking that lore and putting my own spin on it. And then throwing that into my world. So funny you should bring that up. So my first writing assignment that I did for my world was I'm it's it's got to be sometime around that time frame too. It was probably like 2009, 2010, somewhere in there. Like it's been a hot minute. And what I had done is I think I actually had like a writing assignment for school that started this. And I took the story of Lakeless, Gimli, and Aragorn running through uh, like Rohan chasing the orcs and i took my own spin on it which wasn't really much of my own spin it was basically just a human an elf and a dwarf fighting in the mountains against waves of orcs and from there i realized like okay so they're fighting in the mountains against waves of orcs why i think it was the first time i really started to to question like why is this happening and I, then i expanded from 
that to why are they fighting hordes of, hordes of orcs? Where are these mountains? Where are they going afterwards? Where did they come from? And that is what started me telling other stories in my world. And I wanted to say it's near the same time period. Because I think that's also about the same time where I started getting into Star Wars and stuff too. And I know Nate and I and a couple of our other friends used to play Star Wars and when we were younger. I remember jumping up on somebody's back and swinging my arms around to be grievous. Pretty sure it was you, Nate. Probably. We have a habit of you jumping on my back. <laughs> <laughs> just right. Yeah. I, I just remember <laughs> playing like that. And that you're right. That's been a long time. I want to say it was fairly about the same time for me. Lord, like Star Wars and Lord of the Rings. Which Star Wars is a whole funny story in of itself, but I feel like I should save that for its own my own episode. Yeah, we can we can save that for a Star Wars episode. My next episode is going to be Star Wars themed. <laughs> okay, then you can have that. Well, I say Star Wars themed. I got to talk about uh, Galactic Civil War, so. Oh, well, yeah, you got to plug that. I'm going to plug it, and also I can, go, I can talk deep into a topic. We'll get there. I want to talk about deep topic. <laughs> it's so cool. Star Wars, actually, for me, was introduced to me by my cousin when I was five. And I watched... She introduced me to Return of the Jedi. It was the first Star Wars movie I ever watched. And it just blew me away. And that was probably the ideal one to start me on. So you started, you started way younger than I did. I, wasn't, I didn't watch Star Wars until I was a teenager or so. Yeah, that was, that was the same thing for me. I, I think my first one was like, uh, what was it? Revenge of the Sith, I believe. Oh, they start. Oh, that's a. That was okay. That's five. Interesting when, yeah, you started on. <laughs> yeah, the, I know. I got. That was a late bloomer. <laughs> I mean, five is my second favorite, but or not five. Uh, three is my second favorite, but that's that's an, that's not one I'd want anybody to start on. I know it was kind of a bad first impression. <laughs> <laughs> so I started out with Return of the Jedi, and then after that, I didn't go back and watch episodes four and five like i should have she started me on the phantom menace and then attack of the clones and this was like 2003 so revenge of the sith hadn't even come out yet oh yeah I'm trying to remember when the first one that uh when darth maul was uh was in that which one was phantom that? Menace. that was the phantom menace yeah, i know i sound so into it <laughs> <laughs> i remember the moment i saw darth maul and my jaw dropped because i had to have been six years old i know I Honestly, I think that was kind of like with me because I remember seeing like really young kind of thing. I was like, what the heck is this guy? But then, so I, I was a kid for context and a lot of people hate the movie, but I watched Attack of the Clones and it has since been my favorite Star Wars movie. Because I was a kid, I could ignore all the politics because I didn't understand any of it. I couldn't wait until the factory scene and the arena scene. Yes. Yes. Because those were the absolute highlights of that movie. And the speeder chase. The speeder chase was incredible. That got me to fall in love with Star Wars. And a few years later, uh my cousin and I played outside and we were playing Star Wars and we had the high quality plastic lightsabers compared to what they make now. Um, where you could actually beat them against trees. <laughs> we got bruises from those things. Uh-huh. 
that was the birth of my Star Wars character, which goes back to being able to create something within this fantasy world. And there is not, out of all of the fantasy worlds that I've listed, there's not a single one that I haven't added something into of my own. Oh, 100%. Lord of the Rings. I mean, Dungeons and Dragons speaks for itself. Yeah. Marvel and DC both. I've interjected stuff into those. And Star Wars. And now Warhammer. Because the homebrew compatibility of Warhammer is unlike anything besides D&D. So do you do what I did, or I still do a little bit? Um, when I was younger, I would watch a show or read a book, and then I'd go outside into the backwoods, and I would play in that world in my head, and I would be a character in that world. Like, did you do that All too? All the time. That was my favorite thing to do. Like, I wouldn't change, like, main story stuff. Like, the main story would always happen, unless it was, like, one of those really sad endings, and then I'd change course to really sad ending to make it less sad, but... I would never change the main story. I just would be there and just interact with the main characters in some capacity. And then I would add like an entire another plot to it that just happened alongside of that. How did you do it? I remember specifically, oftentimes these things would manifest in Lego form. Okay, that too. Because yeah, that's fair. I didn't always have the ability to go outside. But when I did, it was full on out. Usually, I would end up either watching a movie or reading a book or, well, something of that nature. And then I would just immediately create a character for that. I remember one specific instance with my Star Wars character that I created. This is a legend story because I, I <laughs> since deleted that and it's not a thing. But um, with my cousin, we actually made a story where he his character that he created started a coup against the jedi <laughs> um <laughs> and we would always start it off with him killing someone very important to my character oh no that seems to be a running thing with Tanku. this is true like does anybody important to Tanku ever lived no <laughs> with the i guess the exception is Wilja. That's true. That's because that's the flip flop. I guess the thing is, I love narrative hooks, especially ones that make you feel. Yes. The death of a character is an easy narrative hook. Yes, exactly. So that is something that I will focus on a lot throughout anything that I create. I've noticed. I know. Whenever loss is a key aspect of that character's growth, then I know I've done something right. Here, cool. You've just met the queen of this entire nation. Guess what? Next scene, she's dead. <laughs> Congratulations, you just committed regicide. <laughs> I didn't kill In her. In my defense, that wasn't my choice. Oh, sure. <laughs> Next scene, my adopted daughter dies. Hmm. <laughs> that was a fun campaign. Bad luck for your character. <laughs> And it was at this point of the episode that I had to leave and go dad mode on a child that refused to sleep. Ziench had decided that she was not allowed to sleep, so I had to leave with a company of dark angels to go fight off the thousand sons who had barricaded her bedroom. Here is Willis squeezing information out of Sam and his plebeian nature in reference to all things fantasy until I return.
Oh, and more 40k noises. What about you, like, uh, fantasy stuff? Because I know we're talking over you a lot. I, well, you know what? It's kind of like, it's kind of funny you say that, actually. Uh, I, I just, I don't entirely get the concept of overall fantasy, but like, like, I'm just kind of longing for the ride. Like, I'm kind of like that, uh, that happy-go-lucky, simple-minded, uh, sidekick kind of thing when it comes to, like, when it comes to fantasy, I'm just like, okey-doke, I, I, I hear what you're saying, that sounds good to me, you know, that kind of thing. So you, you didn't add yourself into stories as a kid, you were just normal? No, I'm pretty much, I mean, I, I was, uh, I'm a big, you know, I was a big fan of Harry Potter, still am, um, I know just enough about Star Wars, like the, the pretty much the bare minimum to get by, uh, <laughs> but I was more, definitely more into uh, that whole you know, the whole Harry Potter thing, like, I wasn't into, like, Lord of the Rings as much anymore, and, like, I know I'm going to catch a whole lot of flack for that, but it just, it was, it, I was just bored with it, really. Harry Potter's still cool, too. I like Harry Potter. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's just, like, I was, I, I don't know what it was. I think it was just, like, the right element of fantasy for me, the, like, the adventure, the... So I gotta ask, did you read the books, or did you watch the movie series? I read the books first. okay. okay. I read uh, from pretty much like elementary school was when I started reading like the uh, the first few books of Harry Potter, and then uh, I stopped reading them uh, as I got older and transitioned to audiobooks because it was just easier to follow along. Like I couldn't pick up with that whole idea with uh, just reading, <laughs> like picking up a book and actually putting it to my face. Like for some reason I couldn't do that anymore. It was a great. Uh, I really enjoyed just kind of like, I guess it was like the movies that really kind of added that human component. And I know it's just like, I could use my own imagination and do that myself. But like, I don't know. It's just like actually seeing it just kind of brought it all together. Hmm. All right. Where was I? What were we talking about? Oh, character hooks being sad. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Well, you were discussing you were discussing with me uh, some I forget exactly how you worded it, but it was something along was it along the lines of how did you get into it? I think is what you asked me. How did I get into it? My initial question was why fantasy? Oh, why fantasy? Yeah. We we delved into the next question, which was your own fantasy. Sam, do you have any fantasies? Any fantasy into regards of just your escape from reality. Oh, see, that was kind of interesting. We were just, we yeah. were just talking <laughs> on that. So basically, kind of, kind of to touch back on it, like my whole idea was like I'm not like big into like the fantasy that you kind of talk about, like you know, Lord of the Rings, Star Wars, you know, that whole thing. Like, I sure I understand more about say Harry Potter just because of where I, you know, how I got introduced to it, you know, at an early age and kind of got interested in it more just because of that whole realm of magic, if you will. And there's, you know, there is such thing as magic, dang it. I am, like, more into that whole, uh, that whole subgenre, if you will, of the fantasy realm just because of the fact that it's something that I, I don't know, it's just, it just clicks with me more. I, I don't know what it is. Maybe, maybe it's just the whole mystery behind it, the whole, the whole, sense of adventure i guess or just you know there's just something about it darn it but no like my 
fantasy, I guess, would be version of or perception of fantasy, I guess, would be more so like a that escape from reality through like through like music, like just because it's just been something that's always been relatable as far as, uh, you know, it's flexible as far as what it means to me in the moment that it means to me kind of thing, whether it's, you know, something that if I need it when I'm depressed, if I'm anxious, if I'm like pissed off, you know, something like that, you know, it's just, it's something that I can take and I can visualize, you know, whatever the moment in which the music takes me kind of thing. That's what I feel like my fantasy is to where I can see, you know, how I really feel kind of thing, you know, sometimes even visualized from what I hear and then what I can write down kind of thing when I have the moment to actually, you know, think about it and then just kind of express it. Yeah. I mean, yeah, <laughs> the music episode's going to be fun. And I think oh, yeah, we'll do that the next time that I host. We'll get into the broad topics of music. And then then after that, the more I host, the more we'll dive into the various topics and i'll probably go back and forth between them but it'll take a long time because there's three of us and i have to share the spotlight with the two of you well fine (laughs) share anyway you know what some people just didn't want to talk anyway yeah (laughs) (laughs) well that's why you're making me host (laughs) oh darn (laughs) well that is the extent of what i had um if there's anything else that either of you would like to discuss. If if we want to discuss, you know, our own personal stuff, I can discuss my book, my like my novel idea a little bit more. Like you and I both have one. You you touched on it a little bit. Do you want to delve more into your own creation? My own creation? Like do you do we want to expand on that a little bit or do you want to save that sure. entirely for something different? I have my own personal writing which takes place in a completely um my own completely make-believe story in my own make-believe land. And I know Nate has a very similar style of story in a make-believe land. Um, mine is medieval fantasy. It's like swords and magic and that sort of thing is your typical. Um, mine's less on the magic, more on the swords. Whereas yours is kind of that way too. It just it just feels different sometimes in the D and D campaigns just because well, of how we can it... get into the discussion of that because <laughs> I mean it depends on what time period you're placed in. That's fair. Mine mine is a very linear time where you are because everything that's taken place so far that you've been in. For I guess we should also clarify as we talk about this. We tell we put our own D and D or sorry we put our own worlds in D D games so we homebrew each of us homebrew in our own world we don't necessarily play D games in like the world of the forgotten realms we play in our own world so we have had the amazing experience of experiencing each other's world while playing in D, which allows us to look for things that we didn't even know were there it's so cool to, to especially as a dm so I, I set up, what I like to do is I like to set up like the whole idea of the town and what's in the town. And then my players, my friends, come into my game, they go into the town, and they ask a question that I haven't figured out yet. Or I didn't even think about asking that question at all. And then I get to figure out and watch the world building form around me in real time. It is really cool. 
and then panic when somebody tries to kill an essential NPC. <laughs> I mean, I just let it happen unless they're significantly oh, it more happens. powerful than you. <laughs> I, I, I tell you guys every time your actions have consequences. There is a way the story will play out with or without you. Or actually, is the story with the, the story will play out in a certain fashion without you. Every action you make oh. has a reaction. You guys have changed the world in general by your actions. Yeah, I love, I love uh, one particular case very drastically. Looking at you, Velius. <laughs> <laughs> and you know who you are. Yes, he does. How many civilians died because of that? I didn't count. <laughs> oh, he's so proud of it. He just lost track. He just lost track after a while. I will say it was probably less civilian casualties at this point than um a certain warlock casting half a city into the ocean. This is and true. You, know you are. <laughs> so Yeah. I'll, I'll I mean, he's he's proud of that. <laughs> this one actually wasn't this one actually wasn't Nate. <laughs> From a dungeon master perspective and even like a world builder perspective the use like dungeons and dragons isn't just a game it's a tool it's a lifestyle <laughs> it's an it's an, yeah it's, it's a tool it's a good way of putting it because the amount of building that has happened in game greatly outweighs any other world building that i've ever done now like historical oh, really? events well within specific areas the areas that you guys are in like cities and towns and such because that gives me a reason to expand on those fine details. But if it's a historical event or a war or factions and various people within those factions and things like that, those things are already established. Yeah. As are like specific locations within the geography of the world. But whenever you guys are in the world itself, there are different things that are brought to life out of necessity. Mm-hmm. So, for instance, I will say I've noticed that one of the uh, very, very early on, whenever we first started playing, whenever you were in Navastu and you were going across the Dead Flats, the uh, temple. Time? Oh, that one. The temple to Hatoxian. <laughs> oh, that time. Yes. I had the concept of it in my mind, but I didn't know where I wanted to place it, where it would be out of sight in a place that's fairly untraversed. And the Dead Flats was the perfect place to do that. So I placed it there. I never could figure out who was worshipping Intoxian. That's a conversation. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, his first iteration, whenever he came about um, during Selman's uh, growth and uh, fighting him the first time, Intoxian developed a cult following. Because in the timeline, I mean, Intoxian is older than the afflicted like i knew that i knew he was old we picked up with our first campaign and this is all mum mumbo jumbo to everybody listening including sam sure is <laughs> no i'm i'm, I'm still here huh? sorry that was a good nap no i'm kidding <laughs> we picked up in our first campaign seven years after selmond had defeated antoxian and locked him away in the box and for those listening antoxian has been the main antagonist for our primary campaign yeah. for the first first quote-unquote season of it 
he returned because of a mistake. Whose mistake? <laughs> a certain problem player that we had that will not be named. We still love you, Mitt. But that brought him about again. But he spent about 500 years building himself up to the point where he could try to, as your character has discovered, build his own reality far away from yep. the concepts of the current reality because he didn't want anything to do with it. The reason I brought up Antoxian is because we've been talking about fantasy, right? Yes. He literally makes his own fantasy real. Essentially. <laughs> and the means of which he does that are also within the fantasy. So it's a sub-fantasy. It's a fantasception. That's a good word for it. <laughs> That's a word. Unfortunately, your character assisted in his inevitable defeat. And so his reality that he created was incomplete. Yeah. However, he is trapped within that reality, but he is also that reality himself. It gets complicated. It stinks because Rex doesn't know that. Renoir <laughs> doesn't know all the details. If you put the two of them together, they'd figure it out. But I can't do that. Yeah, I'm sure a lot of people have tuned out at this point. But basically... Oh, yeah. You probably cut most of this out, but... We'll see. I don't know. I might leave it in. Find out who our true followers are. You think we have followers? No. Exactly. Maybe. Or what the name of this podcast is. Hey. No reason. There is a reason. There's no reason. No reason to listen. No reason. Nope. No reason no whatsoever. Reason. Nope. Nope. No reason. Nope. Mm -mm. Nothing. And the app your music just plays right now. <laughs> <laughs> you just write. <laughs> There was no reason. There is a reason, and we're still here for it. But uh, for those out. of you who are still here, we'll call this the end of the episode. Yeah, if you want to go deep, Laura, we're going to have to get there. Yeah, we'll build up to that. So thank you, everyone, for listening to the No Reason at All podcast, where we just love different things for absolutely no reason. At all. Nope. No reason. We love them. You may not have your reasons, but I sure have mine. <laughs> I I don't know what that means, and I'm not sure I want. <laughs> yeah, that does that does sound sus, doesn't it? <laughs> a little sus. That's a little sus. Yeah, I. Hey, I'm passionate about it. Darn it. We already workshopped that name, and it didn't work. <laughs> <laughs> and there was a reason it didn't work. <laughs> Gentlemen, uh, where can the people find you? You can find me over on YouTube at Cleanslate Productions or C1 Raincloud. Those are by both my YouTube channels. One does airsoft content and one does short film content. Don't expect anything from the short film content, but you might find something on the airsoft content. I was going to say, you can find me on Twitter right now at, at BroDerp99. I know I sound terrible right now, and it's, it's like, you know, there's not, there's not much up there right now, but in the coming in the coming time, there is going to be stuff up there as we start to expand on this podcast kind of thing, and as we start to kind of build up with more content kind of thing there's going to be more uh up there we're going to have our uh no reason at all socials up on facebook and i imagine twitter too so or it's still twitter it's not x once again i'm I'm going on that elon musk crap again <laughs> you already ai this conversation once 
<laughs> well, you could hear it. You could hear it from me directly this time. <laughs> yeah, uh, we should have those socials up. Hopefully, by the time the first episode goes up, this is a little meta. We're recording long before our episodes are going to be released. How is that meta? Everybody does that. Almost everybody. You know what? It's once upon once upon a lo- long time ago kind of thing. It's very meta. This is when we're recording this. Very. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, but I will not be in charge of that because I do not use Twitter and I have no reason to use Twitter. Hey, now you have one. I guess. You said no reason, so there is a reason. He's got you there. We'll probably form a YouTube as well (laughs) and put our episodes up on there. We may do a TikTok and put some shorts up. Not YouTube shorts because YouTube shorts do not exist. (laughs) They are just TikToks. That's all it is. YouTube trying to be TikTok. You can find me at faceplant104 on YouTube and on Instagram, baby underscore Thor 104. And the same on TikTok, baby underscore Thor 104. You will not be very likely to find any current content on TikTok because I do not ever put anything on there. And when I do, it's usually music related. Speaking of music relation, I will plug our current project, my current project, with some friends of mine. Uh, You can follow We May Burn on all socials you can think of, except for Twitter. I don't think we have a Twitter. And go listen to our song, Fire. It's a banger, and we are very proud of it. And we are in the process of writing even more. You can always say, it's fire. Hey. (laughs) That joke never gets made. (laughs) So, with that, thank you everyone for listening, and you all have a happy nerd day.